Good morning. Okay, so we, we are we're talking about um, the angel striking the baby on his on his mouth and causing him to forget his Torah learning. And he said that the way that the baby knows the entire Torah ba- back then is we say the, the baby knows it's a little bit uh, tricky which part of the baby is is the neshama right is the neshama which is not yet entered um, into the goof and so it's still connected to the Oloma Um where the Torah is uh, fully accessible to it right so it's totally connected to it it's like a fish in water right it's connected once it's enters into the body, it fully engages with the body, that's what causes the shikha, that's what causes the forgetfulness. So, we're continuing. Um, the strike that the angel strikes, uh, the mouth of the baby, of the fetus, as it's coming out. Gmartsurasa. So th- this is the 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 makavapatish. It's the, it's the end of the making of the baby. Vinikazeh hakolpiv ki kain gomer tsura shalkli nikra makavapatish. So just like when you finish a kli, it's called makavapatish. It's the final blow, the final strike. Um, the final alteration that's made to the Kli. Hamaka ala Kli begmar maisa zeu gmar molachto kain gomer tsuroso shuchai midaber same thing over here um, the man is not fully finished unla- until he speaks which is you know, almost kind of external to the man, right? If you think about it, um, you know, the faculty of speech is um, necessary to bring out one's thoughts out into the world, which on some level is not really a part of the person himself. Right, uh, theoretically, if a person lived on a desert island, um, potentially he wouldn't need the power of speech, right? So, the, he could contemplate, he could meditate, perhaps, right? Um, obviously, we're going to know that that's not exactly like that either. Um, but the point is that speech is the part that goes from me out. So, it, you know, it has to do with the, with already the final, you know. Um, that's the, the the outermost of the f- the final stage of man. Um, just like a vessel has the, the entire vessel, and then the the out the the final final tippity top of the vessel is called the lip of the vessel. Right, that's where the liquid actually leaves the vessel and goes. Outside, that's the lip of the vessel. That's the safa, right? So the sfasaim of an adam, that's the outermost part 
of the person that's where things already leave him and go externally so and obviously notice right that the lip um, kind of just like a just like on a jug or in a vessel right the lip kind of has a little bit of a uh, curve right it doesn't just end at a uh, you know 90 degree angle it just kind of goes straight and just stops right it, it, it bends out a little bit right to like to pour out nicely what convexity yeah out right uh, so uh, so so too our lips right the lips look different than the rest of the skin on the face because they're really a mucous membrane which is a continuation from inside the mouth right and they have this convex shape to them Why? Because you're not looking to impact anything with your learning? It seems like that's an entirely internal process. Yet you're not looking to impact the world with your learning? Well, you're not in that moment. You're not doing that to do it over somebody else. Again, when you speak out the learning of Torah, it impacts the world. You're changing the world. That's not the reason why we do it. I mean, it's not the secondary reason. The primary reason is because it cements it deep within us, right? Okay. So when you express it, so, so it gives you that extra, uh, it uh, expresses it on, a, on another level. It's like what we're saying, this is the gmar of the Adam. It's not something external to the Adam, but it's that transition point of, of the, it's me, but it's, not, it's me for someone else. Expression is, it's me, but it's me for beyond me. Right? So that's the gmar, that's the completion of the me. So just like in the makapatish is the gmar of the kli, so too um, speech or the mouth is the gmar of the person. Shisham In the mouth, that's where the speech, where the power of speech is. The gmar he hako. So that's so that's you know when that happens then that's it now you become one uh, one person a composite of and especially speech is a very fitting place to see this happen because speech is really the combination of seichel and guf right if there's no guf there's no speech. If there's no seichel, there's no speech, right? So speech really is the combination of the two, so that symbolizes the unification of the neshama and the guf, and that's why when that happens, the person forgets all the Torah that he knew. So Maral is trying to take it out of the seeming violence of a strike, you know, hakor that like the angel... You know, hurts the baby like you know, hits him so hard that he forgot he forgets his name. You know, um, and, and rather bring it into like a makavapatish, the final 
the final process in the creation. Um, so, so it's not coming from some sort of a damage or a breakage, you know, or uh, what's it called? Uh, concussion, right? But rather, it's coming from the full unification of the neshama with the guf. Vezeki, poal hadaver al yidei guf. Ve'iev sharze b'lo neshama sichlis kemoshe amino lamala amarnu maybe lamala ki hatzinok she'ain lo sechel. Einu medaber, vechena vehema, yeshba kleidzibur, also an animal. It has the lips, it has the tongue. It can maybe even make all the necessary noises. Vein ba dibur ki abehema ein la neshama sichus, but doesn't have the neshama. Ubalo emar ki gmar tsuroso shel adam shezeu gmar malachto. Nase Bugmar Piv Shebo Kohadibor. So this is the final touch to the man. Olakah Amar Mishkah Mimeno Kola Torakula. That's why the Torah is forgotten at that point. Shahaya Kodam Chibor and the Shoma Hasichlis Buguf Lamad Kola Torah prior to the unification of the Neshama in the Guf, he was learning all the Torah. Ve'aya Shora Betova, he was uh, in a state, he was dwelling, uh, uh, he was present in a state of goodness. It means to say the Neshama is connected to the spiritual realms. Kozman Shalohayachibur. Lo el hagufa gashmi. As long as he wasn't connected to the gufa kasher Moshe haya. Okay, so that's so that's period. That is the end of the explanation with the baby. Back to our story. Kasher Moshe had nivdul b'malaso to the extent that Moshe Rabbeinu was transcendent because of his great stature. Lo haya nota el gashmi. He was much more so uh, inclined towards spirituality than towards physicality. Not to say that he didn't have a physicality, but the, he, he was, uh, the center of balance was, was shifted. Kiim el miles and Delos. Rather, he was shifted towards, he was inclined towards spirituality. So, Hayachoser Gmar Patejzeh. So, to a certain extent, not that he couldn't speak, he wasn't a mute, but there was something lacking in this final stage where the neshama is fully shackled into the body. And we said, you know, that the loftier one is, the more difficult it is to be mitzamtzim, those thoughts, to constrict them, to, to, to express them out. Ulekach, af acher sheyotza la'avir ha'olam, Yada kol hatora v'techsarehu meat melukim lekachaya chaser lo So he wasn't fully his neshama wasn't fully entrapped in the body. It was still kind of able to travel 
to pretty high places, and therefore he Moshe Rabbeinu still knew the entire Torah. I'd be interested in trying to find a source for this that Moshe Rabbeinu knew called Torah Kula. Sorry? That's fine. That, that you could do that too. I mean, not at that level, but uh, you could also learn call Torah Kula. Hashem could also give that to you, right? But we're saying here is that Hayachaser Gmar Patish Moshe didn't have this final strike, this final unification between the Shom and the Guv. Even after he was born, after he came into the. Uh, Heir of the world means after he was born from his mother's womb, Yada Kola Torah. He still knew the entire Torah, and you see, he he was almost like an angel. Right? Sounds like it. 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 Again, there's no. Uh, if a person initially did forget everything, and afterwards went and relearned everything, that's not called that he's lacking in the Makkah means he relearned the entire Torah. Sounds like here the Moshe Rabbeinu never really forgot the entire Torah. Harden brings a bunch of Makoma. Iron Thomas. Alright, can I take a look? Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's uh, so there is an indication over here That the, that the Moshe Rabbeinu, even after he was born, he didn't forget his learning, and he knew the entire Torah. And you see how great he was. He was almost like an angel. I don't know if it has to mean that he mamish, he literally was, you know, quoting psukim and uh, um, you know making drushes and uh, uh, teaching halachas, right? I think I think the morale means to a certain extent meaning. There's a reason why Moshe Rabbeinu was the Makabal Torah, right? I mean, he was the one that was the most uh, muhan, most appropriate, most prepared for Kabbalah Torah, right? Um, now, other people didn't, you know, it's like Lamashal, um, right? If one person learn something but it's been a few years he's, he's kind of uh, 
He doesn't have it, but he could, but he could get it pretty easily, right? Whereas someone else never learned it at all. So that person it would be very difficult. There's nowhere for it to uh, to click into. There's no, there's, there's no clickable. There's no way to receive it. So I don't think the morale here means to say, you know, the, the, the Torah, the Moshe Rabbeinu is receiving, is a different Torah. I mean, what, the angel, the Torah that the Neshama learns up there, right? It's not the Torah that we have down here. It doesn't have the. You know, the, the Maral talks about this in Tiferes Yisrael, that the Torah that, that the Malachim wanted to keep for themselves, yeah? It's not the same Torah that we have down here. The, the Gemara speaks out a um, that when Moshe Rabbeinu went up, so the angel said, why should you give Torah to man? Leave it here. You know, Torah is way too special to give it uh, to, to Adam to bring it down here to, to earth, right? So, Emosh Rabbeinu responded back to them. No, what did he say? What? You guys don't have a Yitzhara, and therefore what? Therefore, of course, we need the Torah Right, so he said, well, the, do you have, by you, do you have Gneva? Do you, do you have theft that you need to be told? Uh, not to steal? Do you have by you jealousy? Do you have by you, do you have by you murder? All, all these bad things that, that that you need the Torah, right? We we're the ones. That, uh, clearly, the Torah is for us. Now, so the morale uh, again, Pharisee Searle says, like, what, what do you mean? Uh, the angels were like making a strong argument to keep the Torah. And they never bothered to look inside what it says in there. I mean, you open up the Torah more or less to any place, and you can see very clearly that it's written, that, that it's meant to be given to man. Right? So, <laughs> the angels made an impassioned appeal to keep something that they had no idea what it was. Right? So, no, that's not what it means. It means there's there's different Torahs. There's a Torah of, uh, you know, the, 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 the world of... Bria, the, the Torah of the world of Yitzira, the, and the Torah of the world of Asiya, you know, the Torah as it makes its way down here. Right? Um, what is the Torah on all those much, much, much higher levels? It's some sort of knowledge of relationship with Hashem. Let's just you know, say it very vaguely, right? It's, it's some sort of a revelation of the divine. Now, that can happen on, on different levels. It can be at very, very, very high levels, or it's much, much, you know, more concretized levels. That's what the morale spends a lot of time in Tiferes Yisrael, explaining the concept that when we learn the Torah down here, right, we're really connecting to something much loftier than that. We're really connecting to the Ratzon Hashem on a very high level, even though we're just learning about... Um, you know, seemingly things that are pretty mundane, how to make Kiddush or, or whatever, right? Shor Noga Sapara, right? The Arbaavus Nazikin, you know, or Ishad Drachim. But but those are but those are all really speaking to much 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 deeper things. So that's what the angels were saying. The angels were saying, don't take this beautiful Torah, this you know celestial, spiritual, really lofty thing, and let it be 
uh, you know, concretized and, and, you know, brought down so far down that it should be fit for man. And Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, no, but we, 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 we is going to have a tremendous benefit down here as opposed to up there. That is the Shakovatari. Ein Sham. But, um, so Lachaira, um, over here, just, it means on some level, the Neshama is connected to the Torah, or the Neshama meaning of the Uber, right? The, the, he knows Kol Torah Kula. Uh, it sounds like maybe the Maral doesn't understand that it means that he knows all the Yud Gil Midosh Torah and the Baham, and uh, he knows all the Halachas and the Shulchan Aruch and all the Shachs and all the Tazas and all the Magen of Rams, right? It means it means that it has it's connected to the spiritual realms. It's connected it's connected to the to the Boreolam. Yeah? Now most of us kind of get very much disconnected when the Neshama comes into the goof. But Moshe Rabbeinu, that didn't happen. He still stayed very much connected. Allowing, you know, and, and uh, so, so it kind of makes sense that, that that was a very much a uh, prerequisite for, for being the one to bring the Torah down to Klauskot, to down to humanity, right? So I think with that, you'd answer all those all those caches of what do you mean, but it says Moshe Rabbeinu was learning and he was forgetting, and he was learning, forgetting. Right, Hashem was giving it to him. Uh, if he knew everything, he should have just sat down, taken out a pen, and written it all down. Right? No, that's not the Torah that he knew. Um, I think it's important to understand. Yeah. Not to misunderstand the morale. And okay, fine. Vamru Chachamim. So Chazal said, "Marbet Varim, Marbeshtus." More you talk a lot, it increases silliness. Kihadibur Paul Gashmi. Speech is definitionally a very physical thing. It's a it's, a, it's, a, it's an unbelievable thing. You know, nowadays people literally feel uncomfortable to you know to be let's say in I'm not even talking about let's say having guests. I'm talking about let's say with your own family, right? Being in a state of silence. Right, like the there has to be, there has to be talking, there has to be speech, uh, you know, uh, over dinner time. You got to be talking about something. You can't you can't just sit there and eat. Um, you know, it speaks to a very concrete, very externalized world, like we spoke about before with the, with the Daltoran, right? Alche nodas hadover. Right, that not, not Moshe Rabbeinu knew why Israel are so fit for slavery because they've become totally concretized, totally physical beings, without an ability to stay quiet and stay connected to a higher world. So, what Chazal is saying over here, Marbe Dvorim, Marbe Shtus, they don't mean if you're saying nonsense. That's if you're saying nonsense. Yeah, to just fill the gap or whatever. 
then you, certainly there's that's, there's more nonsense. I, I don't need to tell you if you say more nonsense that you're making more nonsense. That's a self-defining statement, right? So either we're, we're saying even if you're not saying nonsense, <coughs> morbid dvarim really any dvarim. Okay, obviously not teaching Torah or, you know, bringing some sort of a wisdom into the world. But otherwise, um, even not nonsense causes more shtus, more silliness, more foolishness. Why? Because exactly this point, when a person is very expressive outwards, 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 they lose their inner connection. It weakens the inner connection. Yeah, uh, because by lots of words, person distances himself from from um, lofty thought. The his So now I've explained to you the Moshe Rabbeinu, why Moshe Rabbeinu was not a big orator. He wasn't. A, I mean, the always always. Now, not to say that an orator is a, is a useless thing, right? An orator is a good thing. In fact, uh, it's interesting. The the Gemara talks about that the Chachamim used to um, stand up an Amora next to them to speak. Yeah, like an interpreter, except that there was no need for an interpreter because they all spoke the same language. So I think the simple understanding is that maybe the Chachamim um, had um, weak voices; you know, they 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 couldn't project properly back then. They didn't have microphones, right? So if you're trying to give a sheer to a audience of let's say 300 people or something like this, right? Without a microphone, it could be challenging. So you take a guy who sounds like he swallowed a microphone when he was a young boy, right? And he would stand next to you, and he would boom out the things that the that the Rebbe was saying. But the truth is, it's actually I, I try, try to find that where that Gemara is. There's a Gemara that says that one of these Amaroyim, I think his wife started saying to him like. What do you need this uh, this chacham for? Like you, you're you're the one that's talking. Everyone's listening to you. You're the you're like the big uh, you're like the big guy over here, right? And uh, you, you know there was a certain uh, story. I have to I have to find exactly where it happens in the Gemara. But uh, now, so that doesn't make any sense that that would happen with a guy who is brainless baboon, just literally saying over the same exact words. That the Chacham is saying, just saying them in a louder voice. Right? Rather, what was it? It was, um, there were two different Madragas. There's the, there's the Moshe and the Aaron. Right? There's the person who has the, who, who is the Chacham. And there's the other person who's got the, what was called the, the gift of the, of the gab. Right? He knows how to say things well, mashalim and uh, 
obviously you gotta throw in a joke every once in a while and to, you know paint the picture well right so he understood he was able to understand what the Chacham was saying and say it over in a way that was effective yeah. um, again that's it's an important thing in fact you know, to a certain extent you see yeah, I don't know how far to take this. Moshal, again, motion arm, you see something something like this, right? Um, you know, other other uh, examples would be, you know, the Arizal and Rav Chaim Vital, right? The Arizal never wrote anything. He wasn't an expressor. He was a very, very high thinker, right? Rav Chaim Vital... Um, popularized Verizal. Um, you know, the whether it be the, the Vilna Gon with his with you know with Rukhan Velozhner or you know, or whatever it is, um, the you know the Baal Shemta with the Magid Mezrich or you know um, there's the there's the dreamer, the person that almost everybody else doesn't get. And then there's the one person who gets him. He's a much lower level, but he but he does get enough of the Chacham, and he's himself connected enough down here that he can then go and express it, right? So, um, two different Madrigas. Um so, so Moshe Rabbeinu was that. Well, he was the Chacham. That's why he was not a Baal Pe Veloshim. He was not a master of the mouth and the tongue. Veromzu Davarzeh, Yes, Marbidvarim. If you speak more, if you're a big talker, then you're gonna you're gonna break your connection to deep thought. So it's a, it's a character trait, as opposed to it's a conduct. If you conduct yourself by this, the Gemorim Sachem. Now, obviously, it's gonna more work on many different levels. It's also gonna be different types of people, like we've been saying. Moshe Rabbeinu is one type of person, right? And the you know whoever was the Amora. In the, in the you know in that in that Gemara right that, that whoever was the one who was the one to present the shear right in public the that was uh, something that was another type of a person but here the Gemara Psachim is talking about for every person you should know that if you're Marbid Dvarim if you speak a lot you're Marbishtus you increase foolishness in yourself. Again, it doesn't apply to saying over wisdom, right? It doesn't apply to saying over words of Torah. I'm just thinking, uh, just a different way of thinking. But my first reaction, that was not the way we just said it. My first reaction, it was be succinct. Because if you try to go over the concept with more words than necessary, than absolutely necessary, you will actually be giving over the wrong idea. No. Absolutely no. not. No, why? You're giving over the right idea. I mean, if you... On the contrary, because I'll say, right, the, you should be, you should be Marx Vasayim, right? Mishnah Perkeavos, right? Tizaru b'divreim 
that the Talmudim shouldn't go and uh, and drink uh, and drink from poisonous waters, etc. Meaning, uh, who is the Rebbe of um, Tzadok and Baitus that uh, he uh, he said Altiuk Kevodim Amisham Shemeser Al Manaslakal Pras? So they said, but since that was concise, he didn't speak it out that you should. Oh, there is a reward, but just that's not why you should be doing it. So they understood from him means because there's no reward. Also, if there's no reward, so then we're gonna. Go, so they be, went and became and became koyfim, right? So, what? No, the Rebbe said that there's there's no reward. So if there's no reward. Why should we, why should we why should we? Okay, okay, we can we can go into it. But the point is that. Um, that no, uh, if you want to explain something, if you speak more, you explain it better, not worse. Remember, we had a sugya, uh, the last sugya that we had only had two moves in the Shaklavataria. Okay, that was a very concise sugya, very difficult to figure out what it's saying. Okay, so if we had a few more moves in the Shaklavataria, we would have appreciated it very much, right? We would have illuminated a lot of Machlaikas Roshonim about it. So no, but well, that's not what it means. But the reason why Chacham were so concise with their words, again, I mean, Chacham is maybe different, but let's just talk about not talking about, you know, other things, uh, cars or whatever it is, a lot, right? Because the more you talk about those things, the more you're, you're, you're destroying your seichel. Not your seichel means your ability to analyze details of cars, but your... High seichel, your your abstract thought. That's not automatically done by merely thinking about it. What's not done? That connection is not broken merely by thinking about. Thinking is a higher level is is a higher level than speech. Speech takes a person through a process of tsumsum of constraint. We spoke about it last time with Rabbi Abba, right? In in the Idris Zutra, the Rabbi, Rabbi Abba used to sit behind Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai to write the to write the Zohar. So sitting behind him, we spoke about this. The speaking behind him that that's a tsumtsum. The, the achuraim is always a tsumtsum. It's a much lower level than 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 the ponim. So uh, it's uh, so so if you're engaged constantly in the process of tsumtsum, so it becomes kind of that's really all you can think. You can you, the only thing you can think is what could be said. Extremely concrete thinkers, right? People now are, to a certain extent, very much infatuated, for example, with the hard sciences, right? And very suspicious or dismissive almost of the liberal arts, right? What? A lot of that is healthy. Oh, so now, so that's because a lot of the, you know, what happens in liberal arts or you know, etc. is is uh, a bunch of nonsense, right? But um, you know, a a more sophisticated education, you know, once upon a time, like the, the, a university degree was exclusively a liberal arts degree. There was no such thing as a, a university degree. You know, in um, in 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 the hard sciences and engineering or whatever it is, like that's called that's called uh, that they that, that just called the institute, right? Uh, technical training, right? You learn the knowledge necessary to get the job done, right? 
uh, university was for, to expand the mind, right? Which meant you learned, uh, um, you know, Greek philosophy. You learned, you learned uh, really things that open up the open up the neshama, open up open up the mind, open up the. Again, now most of it has become nonsense. So rather than nonsense, so at least why don't you you know pick up a trade, right? <laughs> trade school, go to trade school instead. But. Uh, and, and kind of, you know, like, let's say the last president, that's what he, I think he even had like a certain push in that regard. Like, why is everybody going to university? Let's just open up a bunch of trade schools, right? And you know, he's, again, he kind of represents like America waking up to the realization that like they're not what they used to be, right? Okay, fine. Me, until then, it was, just, it was just self-delusion, right? But once upon a time, me, but, but, there's a reason why university was held to be the again with all the shtusim etc but uh, but they were talking about the purpose was to open up the mind okay so um, I guess Ad Khan and we'll pick up at Vuramzu uh, Davarze what? The highest degree you can get. The doctor of philosophy. I think I think it used to be that was the only one that would be called a doctor. Actually, it was a doctor of philosophy. Yeah. When Harvard started, they had two majors: they had philosophy and theology. Yeah. That was it. Was there an objective to ever get to a point? I'm sorry. Was there an objective ever to get to a conclusion of some sort? For sure. The Greeks, for sure, were. Yeah. No, I'm talking about 